This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO, or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. Hey, wrestling fans. I'm Jake Barton, creator of the history storytelling podcast called Historium, and you're listening to Busted Wide Open on the Orbital Jigsaw Network. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. But if this is your first time joining the show, I'm going to apologize in advance for the Stuff you're going to have to listen to us talk about today. This is episode number 102, our Crown Jewel recap. I'm Nick Howell. <laughs> still still trying to wrap my head around what I've seen in the last 24 hours. I am Sir Ian Dangerous. Nick, we... <laughs> this is how I spent the first night in my new house. <laughs> I can only laugh. At this point, I, I'm I'm just loopy on this. I, I can I can only laugh hilariously. At I've this. gone through every single range of emotion possible following watching this. I I I drifted off into unconsciousness by the end of it, probably two or three times. Yep. I woke up really disappointed in what could have been, you know. I, I I don't know about you guys, but I really enjoyed the fireworks spectacle. Part of this, uh, they should have just done a fireworks. All show the pyro that they didn't use in America over the last two years was shot. They've off. been stockpiling. They, it. it was yep. shot off the top <laughs> of the arena. Uh, it was very impressive. It was very cool. It made it seem like a big deal. And then we saw the matches, and then we realized that it wasn't a big deal at all. But before we get into that, before we get into that, let's do a quick bit of business here, Nick, if you would, please. Yes. Uh, yeah. As always, you can head over to Facebook. Join in the live discussions as the shows are going on in our Busted Wide Open discussion group. Lots of fun going on over there. It is the hub of our operation. You can also follow us on Twitter at BWO Podcast uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash C slash Busted Wide Open. And if you like this show and what we do here, head over to Patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up for one of our really kick-ass tiers all the way from a dollar to $5 to 10 or 20 whatever you would like to contribute to ensure that uh, we continue operations here at this show. Get some show notes. Get uh, your listener questions in every week on our regular show. Find some sweet swag, and hey, you could even do a Skype call with me and Sir Ian Dangerous once a month. Bonus That'd episodes. We got bonus episodes coming, too. Oh, we, those yeah, two, more, yes. More, yeah. Uh, but, you know, Nick, we're here today. <laughs> we're here today to do our recap show, as you said, for Crown Jewel, which we we were we had our fingers crossed. We had our fingers crossed that it was not going to be another glorified house show. After all of the controversy, after all of the... Stuff that went on to get us there, to, that led up to it, we thought, well, maybe it will actually be a show that means something, uh, where there are good matches and we are entertained. Uh, and despite the controversy, there was some matches now that I can clearly say had uh, <clears throat> controversial finishes yes. to the matches. Uh, and not only that, but we started off the show... With the controversy of Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was back in the WWE and uh, was and, the quote and being unquote, put over by the commentary as if he was Jesus God. walking on water. Yes. Out, down the ramp. You as know? though he were God. And uh, <laughs> I mean, if they're going to do controversy, I think they were like, you know what? We're already, people are already mad at us for the show. How much more mad could they be? And they're kind of right. I think a lot of people were like, 
yeah, 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 Hulk Hogan, he's a racist. But Saudi Arabia, urgh, I'm still mad at them more. Yeah. It actually was not a bad idea. <laughs> I'm going to say in hindsight, kind of a dick move, but not a bad idea. The boilerplate uh, crap that he came out there and said, though, was just, uh, you know, great. Why, why did we even just waste the last 20 minutes of him walking down and <laughs> wiggling his hand into his ear? And uh, uh, Oh, God. Well, it, Guys, just oh, strap in, because this is going to be an angry show. Just be Hogan, uh, Nick's wound up today. Hogan has always been... Uh, well, and especially lately, he has been a very mm, cartoony guy, yeah. right? He comes out there and it's, you know, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Hulkamania is wearing wild, brother. That did not change. No. You know, that didn't change overnight. So, and that was why you know, Saudi Arabia wanted him. It wasn't like they were, they were really happy to see him. You saw that crowd. They were like, oh, oh my God, Hulk I wasn't sure if they were, you know, they were happy to see him or if they were happy that something was finally happening after they had probably been sitting there for three hours. Oh uh, so, well, no, they had they had a U.S. title match before Hogan came out. Oh, man. <laughs> they did. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't watch the pre-show. No. Um. Well, let's start off with the pre-show. Let's go right. Let's get right into this. We all right. Obviously, we have spent the last couple of weeks on our regular show, which we usually do Thursdays, talking about. Uh, the controversy leading up to the show. So let we, we don't we don't have to get too into that here right now. We don't have to really dive into. I mean, I think we've beaten why, that horse to death. Yeah, all the reasons why this shouldn't have gone to Crown Jewel. That we yeah we we've spent a lot of airtime talking about that. We don't have to go over that again. Well, let me say one thing real quick before we get into the breakdown of the show. Okay, there was zero mention of Saudi Arabia throughout this, other than the name of the stadium. Yeah, uh, at the very beginning, as Michael Cole was doing his his opening intro. Yeah, um, and and I, I will say that they didn't really spend much time. I saw zero promos for the progressive stuff that MBS was doing over there, like we saw back at the Greatest Royal Rumble every other commercial break. So I, they were doing mostly commercials for all of their own stuff, which is kind of normal what they usually do. So yeah. I will give them that. It, it was very telling, and you could tell that they were distancing themselves from mentioning anything to do with Saudi Arabia in general, much less anything bigger than that. So I'll give them that as a plus one. They were definitely, yeah, they were definitely, they they definitely were trying to walk that line. It's like, well, we got to be here, but uh, (laughs) we're not going to, we're we're, going to walk on eggshells all the way through this show. (laughs) We don't want to, we don't want to have another clip like John Oliver used of John Cena coming out and basically, you know, basting Saudi Arabia's balls yes. uh, for five minutes on TV. We don't we don't need that uh that visual anymore being posted around of us. So yeah, they <laughs> they 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 changed it up a little bit for this show. But um you know it definitely they showed the what I think it was the Crown Prince at one point. But yeah, it was a lot more subdued on the Saudi Arabia stuff this time. Uh so they I think they were trying to serve two masters literally they were trying to serve their bank account, and they were trying to serve Saudi Arabia, their literal two masters. Uh, maybe three if you count publicity and all the yeah. bad the bad press they've been seeing over this. So the last thing I'll say is Renee did not have to wear her beekeeper outfit. Uh, she was in commentary, you know, with un- unhead covered, uncovered. So her head, I, I d- her head was uncovered. I was actually pretty surprised about that. Her hair Me was too. Uh, her hair was kind of wild. I I thought she would have to be careful so that she didn't get in trouble for being too wanton. You know, so yeah. the, the, some of the people there wouldn't think that she was just she was being too much of a sassy woman with her with her hair flying all over the place. <laughs> Stone okay. her. Yes, yeah, right. Oh, sorry. I, I, I can't. Okay, help now it. we can get just, into the show because I got what God. I wanted to say about that stuff out off my chest. I don't God. want to talk about Saudi Arabia anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It was, so, all right. So, yes, as we said, pre-show. Let's start with the pre-show. All right. Nakamura versus Rusev, a match that was announced just prior to this show happening. Uh, <laughs> and, and a match that mm, I think probably would have been better suited for, you know, a, a bad week Main of event. SmackDown. Bad week of SmackDown. Uh, yeah, this was basically another uh, Rusev getting beaten by Nakamura, clean. Well, I would say clean, except for Nakamura headbutted him in the nuts. So yeah. at least he's changed up his cock knocking ways a little bit. He's gotten more creative with it. Uh, although, I mean, really, is it is this a joke now? Is this a rib where Nakamura is just going to be 
doing dick punches and dick shots for his entire run in WWE. Is this going to be mean, the ongoing joke? Because when he finally gets sick of it and leaves and goes somewhere else, and people look back and say, well, Nakamura, he's just the dick punch guy. I'm going to look at them and be like, he's so much more than that. That's all the WWE let him be. Yeah, this the, is a, the 12 year old in a 73 year old's body. Uh, just wanted to see people dick punching. And, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's back got, there laughing his ass off. He's got weird hair and he does dick punches, pal. Yeah. <laughs> now get out there and hit him in the nuts, damn it. That, <laughs> that's your character. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, so the other question is, um, do we rate this or is Rusev toast? Like, is this what they think of Rusev? Or do you think this was this is okay just because it's it was crown jewel and it was a glorified, let's call it right now, let's call it spade a spade. It was a glorified house show. Oh, of course. Uh, I think this is fine for whatever. It doesn't mean anything. I, I don't know about anybody else. I didn't watch the pre-show. Oh, <laughs> I, I, wa- I, I wasn't that concerned about it. This isn't going to do anything bad or good for either one of these guys, period, hard stop. Life will go on. Uh, as of Tuesday, you didn't. And you didn't uh, want to ha- add an extra hour to the show. I'm not going to sit. Listen, you asked a question. I'm not going to sit here and say that Rusev is completely toast because he lost to Nakamura on a pre-show match at a glorified house show on the other side of the world. He'll he'll come out to the same ovation he always gets on Tuesday at SmackDown, which is if getting, he shows up on TV, which is getting less and less as his yeah. as his gimmick dies. Uh, B- so b- because somebody's not with him. Anymore. Oh, I'm just, yeah, that's exactly. You guys why are seeing is. my point at yeah. this, you know? No, it's because because of how bungled the uh, the outro the 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 denouement of Rusev Day has been. But uh, so now <laughs> we know now we know that Nakamura versus Seth will take place at Survivor Series. Uh, that has now been confirmed because Nakamura. This is the last title match he's going to get before then. Uh, do is there still enough love for Nakamura that we can be excited for that Nakamura versus uh, there's Seth? Enough, if not, there's enough love for Seth. Uh, to be excited of the champion versus champion match that we always get at Survivor. It's one of my favorites every year, uh, to having those two, you know, the, kind of the cross-brand thing, which I think they should do more. But the fact that they don't makes this even more exciting. And we're going to see two, uh, two completely different styles, frankly, going at each other. And I, it could be interesting. It could be a train wreck. I, I don't know. Well, I think but with these two guys, I have confidence it's not going to be. I have, I have a feeling it'll be a good match too, just because you know what whatever people think of Nakamura right now and his work rate in the WWE, I I still firmly believe he can go if given a good op, a good opponent, good opportunity. And Seth, you know, despite what a lot of people say about the the, the main roster's talent, he is one of the best guys in the world. And if he were ever to be released back into the wild, not that that'll ever happen, uh, he would be incredible on the indies and, and, and in New yeah. Japan and all the other things. So he could absolutely work Nakamura and we could have a great match here. So I, I have my fingers crossed, although I have a feeling there will be a dick punch at some point and that will just drive me insane. It'd just yep. be like, really, th- why would we lower what this match could be to just dick punches? Yep. Eh, 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 anyway, so let's, uh, let's move on to the main show. Uh, as you said, if we the, have to, the immortal. Well, we kind of do. That was, you know, we. I, I had that moral quandary at the one point of like, God, should we boycott this show for moral reasons? Same thing we did with Greatest Royal Rumble, and yeah, I was kind of like, you know, if I can watch this show so that a bunch of people don't have to, and they can just listen to us, be like, cool, that's what happened, great. You know, then then I'll take that as a win. Um, I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot <laughs> there was a lot of um, uh, what do you, what would you call it? Uh, more like like explaining it away to myself before the show. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be just fine. Uh, justifying it. To justifying yourself. it. You're not compromising your morals to watch this. Uh, no, I'm just compromising my day. I wasted my whole day on this. So the main show uh, opened up as we said with the immortal Hulk Hogan. Uh, I thought it was appropriate he resurfaced there in Saudi Arabia. You know, Hulk Hogan in Saudi Arabia. They both apparently hate journalists who talk about their cultural insensitivity and get in, and they hate getting caught on camera doing something wrong. So at right. least they have that in common. Uh, yeah. So that was that left a bad taste in my mouth right off the bat. I didn't. I don't need to see Hulk Hogan anymore. I don't. By the way, it was brought up in the Facebook discussion group thread. Uh, who? What child did he steal those sunglasses from? Because it looked like it was cutting the circulation off in his face. They were they were like toddler Oakleys. They were so small. Why is he wearing tiny sunglasses? Yeah, they they kind of look some, like something from a cyberpunk novel where they're like they're like you <laughs> know almost goggles. They're like surgically attached to his face. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, 
<laughs> he's got his script rolling up the back of the shades, you know what I mean? This is what we've been reduced to talk about. Don't say Saudi Arabia, brother, brother. <sighs> Whatever right. you do, don't so say. The last thing I want to bring up real quick is Here in the, the size, Superdome. Yeah. The size of the the production of this this place, wherever we were, uh the the opening match that we saw after Hulk Hogan was Randy Orton versus I think it was Rey Mysterio, but I'm not sure because he's so small against that giant Tron that's the size of, I can't even begin. It's, it looked like it was 20 stories tall. Yeah. But it, he was, lo- everybody, even Braun Strowman when he came out later, was just lost in this tiny little spectacle. And you, when they zoomed in on it, you could see the pixels. The pixels were as big as the superstar. You could, I couldn't even see. I thought Seth was no showing when Seth came out because his static was so big. Right. I couldn't even see him. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there he was, little Seth. I am Seth Rollins. I'm here. I'm coming. Burn it down. Um, <laughs> Burn it down. But yeah, first of all, we had uh, Orton versus Mysterio, uh, which I, you know, okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> Before we get into this show, <laughs> I'm going to clarify something. Is that the first half of the show was very straightforward. Nothing really surprised me. It was a little dull, but nothing really too crazy. The second half of this show went off the rails. We went straight to crazy town. Yep. So pretty much everything we're going to talk about the first half of the show was they had a match. It was fine. That's all we're going to say. Yeah. The second half is going to be a lot of you and me yelling and laughing and going, what the actual hell is happening? So yeah, Orton and Mysterio had a match. It was fine. Yep. <laughs> you know, and Ray had a surprise roll-up victory. Uh, I, I, You know, these guys, I've worked together a lot before. They obviously like working together. They have good chemistry. There were some great spots in here. Randy Orton with the drop kick to Ray. Out of, picked him out of the air. Some good stuff here. This was, this was, there was some good stuff. And I liked Mysterio winning, largely because I picked him to win. But, but, and also I think it might lead into... A feud on SmackDown, maybe, or they're teasing that they're going to have a feud. I don't know, but yeah, they're putting Mysterio. Over. He's in the best shape of his life. You know, I mean, he's no, he's in, not. No, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's in incredible shape, and he yeah. looks really good for his age and what he's capable of doing. The thing to remember about this World Cup tournament, and what's crazy is we did actually call the order of the World Cup match for match exactly uh, because it just made sense to to do it that way. Um, what's crazy about this world cup is you have to understand, you have to think when these guys are going through this, how many matches can these guys do? And some of these guys can't do that many matches or the matches that they're going to do need to be of a certain level of athleticism to allow them to continue to do them, which is why some of the outcomes happen. For example, Mysterio won here, but they gave him a nice little injury angle. So he didn't have to work as hard in his next level of match. Yeah. Right. So that made sense. Uh, the next match we had Miz versus Jeff Hardy, which was fine. It was a fine match. Again, you know, like we said, standard, nothing too out of the ordinary here. You know, uh, I, I, you could say it was boring if you watched a lot of WWE, <clears throat> you could say <clears throat> if you wanted to I'm not saying, I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, and Jeff won clean. Who did? Which, uh, uh, Jeff Hardy. Oh, sorry, Miz. Miz Wanklin. My notes were screwed up here. Um, my notes were my notes were screwed up. Miz Wanklin. Don't want to have another uh, uh, new day kerfuffle here on the show. Yeah, here. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll address that later. Oh, uh, we'll address that. We'll address that. Uh, Miz wins clean. So now, yes. do you do you rate this at all that Miz won over Jeff Hardy at all? No, because Jeff is Jeff's going to get the same pop that he does every single time he comes out. He's he's a legend at this point, and you know he's gonna he's gonna have the people cheering for him. He's gonna keep doing his paint. I I don't know what any of it really means at the end of the day, and I don't think anybody does. And I think that's half the allure is because he, it's it's a crazy wacky guy with his face paint on again, and he's gonna it jump is, off the rope and do something stupid. And yeah, that, that's Jeff really, Hardy at this point. It's really cool face paint, though. I will say yeah. that. And it's, I was really surprised there. We put a time lapse video of him doing it up in the Busted Wide Open discussion group. I thought he had help, but no, that's just no. him in the mirror doing it by it's himself. All him. That's which it's is wild. makes it that much more impressive. It does. It makes it crazy. I'm I, I'm very impressed by it. It's because it, it's it's beautiful artwork. Yeah. Really? No, I, uh, I knew I knew Miz was going over here. The, the whole the biggest surprise out well, of all you of this called for that. me, I didn't call that. No, I, the biggest surprise of, that really screwed me in this whole thing was uh, Mysterio beating Orton because I picked Orton to go all the way to the final. Right? Yeah. I, I was like, when Mysterio won, I was like, 
I'm done. Well, the first the first round <laughs> screwed you on both sides, Raw and SmackDown, uh, because we also had uh, we had so we had Seth versus Lashley. We both called that. We both called Seth to win here. Yeah. Uh, because Lashley was stepping in for John Cena. Um, and oh, by the way, I noticed. Uh, did you notice that uh, even Cole forgot that Seth was the tag champ? Yeah. He's like, oh, I think he's the tag champion. Uh, uh. So we're not the only ones who forget who the tag champs are, Nick. Apparently, even Michael Cole forgets that Seth Rollins, who just won it with Dean Ambrose, and it's a major storyline, he forgot he's the tag champ because he never comes out with the damn belt. Um, so the, here's the question. If Lashley had been Cena, do you think Cena would have lost at this point? Or would Seth have, would Seth have still gone over even if it was Cena? You know, based on the outcomes of all of the matches and who we ended up with in the final... I don't know. I, it, 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 I, this was completely backwards and upside down with who we ultimately ended up with because I, I thought it was going to be legitimate. And then, see, then uh, shit happened, and we have to get to the crazy part of the show first we'll, before we'll we can that. really turn, take the leash off. Oh, we'll get to that for sure. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. If Cena had been slotted in here, I don't know. I don't well, know. We, as we said, but we both picked Seth. But the reason I think Cena would have lost here – uh, and Seth would have gone over. As I said before, it's about who the people are who can do multiple matches. And Cena, I don't think, is in that kind of shape right now. At least not in the level of shape of the guy who won the next match, which was Dolph Ziggler versus Kurt Angle. And you had picked Kurt to go all the way. Yep. And one of my logical reasons for him not going all the way was the fact that the dude, can, can he go out there and work a match? Yes, this match was fine. It was fine. You know, he looked like he'd lost a step or two, but it was nice to see him work Dolph Ziggler and have them do some amateur wrestling. But at the end of the day, Dolph's the dude who can do two or three matches and because he's got the cardio for it. So, yeah, he beat Angle. Dolph beat Angle clean, uh, which I think is fine. And, and a lot of people were complaining, well, why, why do all that promotion buildup for Angle with all of the promos and everything? To get well, you to watch it. To get you to watch it. To get you to believe that he could. To get you to believe that he could do it. I bought it. I know. I, I, there was a part of me that did too. And part of me, part of me that believed, I'm like, man, maybe, maybe angle could, but then I really thought, no, they've got to do a bunch of matches here. Yeah. Uh, so it's not, it's not going to happen. So that was the first round of the, uh, of the tournament. And out of it came, uh, we've got Mysterio and Miz facing off on SmackDown and then Seth and Dolph facing off on raw. But before we got to that, we had the tag team match, the SmackDown Live tag team match. New Day coming out on the slowest flying carpet ever in the history of flying carpets. Covered in smoke where you couldn't even see them. You couldn't it even just tell looked like it was, a, it was on fire. Couldn't even tell it was a flying carpet. They were just, yeah, it was, it was, it was not a good effect. It, no. was, it was up there with the little people with pancakes. I think it was at WrestleMania where they had like the little pancake stacks running out with them that was so bizarre. I was like, this yeah. is terrible. Uh, not not their best entrance. Point, but points for creativity and, and you yeah, know, good try, a, good try. A for a for effort. Good but try. I, don't, I think the wind was playing havoc with the whole the smoke machine thing effect they were trying to do, and it just it made it made it a mess. Oh man, and it took forever. But, it made but it made that, Undertaker look fast. But that's not the yeah, that's not the story here. We have to eat a little crow before we get into this match. Man, we need to eat a murder of crows here. <sighs> uh. Yeah, somehow three weeks ago we missed that the New Day didn't have the belts anymore. No, so we, no, no, we didn't. We miss went it into three this match ago. calling that the as if the calling it as if the New Day was still the champs. Let's be clear on our okay. go home show for this. On when we did our pickums, we said that the New Day was still the champs and the bar. You know, we we called it as though the New Day were the champs. If you go back and listen to our shows, we did actually talk about the New Day losing the tag titles to the bar a few weeks ago. Just last week, we had a brain fart. Because 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 you're moving and I'm doing two podcasts and it's October and I'm watching 31 horror movies and everything's going crazy. Yes, we screwed it up. We missed it. Uh, we made it to three digits before we had a big uh, mess up like that, though, Nick. Yeah. I will say that. But yeah, yes, that's a good point. We uh, we apologize to everyone who listens to our show for the incorrect information. But yes, the bar are currently your tag team champions over on SmackDown because obviously that was such a a, a big legendary match when they won it that we had we it was it was sterling in our minds. It was fresh and 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 on point. So, but yes, we we are we apologize. The bar came into this. 
as the but, tag champs. But if we get into technicalities, <laughs> if we have to look at what we said. We said this was going to be a house show and not a lot of titles were going to change hands. Correct. Uh, I had called the – I'm going to say I called the New Day to retain, which I believe is what, it, what my exact words. Yes. Because the title wasn't going to change hands here. Yeah, you and called for the retention. Technically, I, I was right. I called for the bar. <laughs> And, and they won. And technically, I was right. So yeah, we'll call this so we'll call this a pickums wash. Neither of us are getting points for this one, but <laughs> technically, we were kind of right. You we're, know? Bo- <laughs> we're both getting point five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nobody wins nobody, at this pay per view, regardless of who wins. you picked. No. So, uh, so yeah, this was another kind of uh, just by the numbers match. We've seen these guys fight a lot. There was nothing. There was fine. Again, these guys, they work really well together. It's just we've seen it a ton of times. So, yeah, it was nothing. I don't think anything really surprising. It was a solid outing. It just. Yeah. I mean, this was probably one of the matches I actually enjoyed watching, if I'm being completely honest, because, you know, I. I I do I like the big show. You know? Well, and it was it, nice to see him come out. If we're going to talk about matches that we enjoyed watching, the best match of the show was right in the middle of the show. And by this point, I was having some fatigue kick in, yeah. and it, it took about halfway through this match for me to kind of sit up, perk up, and go, "This is actually a really good match." And unsurprisingly, it was Rollins versus Ziggler, the two yeah. the two cardio machines. I'm actually I'm skipping over Miz versus Rey Mysterio. I'll have to go back and get that real quick. But Rollins versus Ziggler was the best match on the show, I thought. Um, and I, you know, it's again, it's kind of a retread of stuff that's been happening on Raw for the last little while. So that I don't know if that's going to have any kind of storyline fallout. But uh, but yeah, it's you know, it, it was it was a really good match. And and do even we put the, Ziggler and Rollins back in a Intercontinental Title feud at this point. No, because he's too busy with Dean. Seth's too busy that's with Dean. Was, now. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah that's, no, it's, that's my point. Is uh, were we trying to stoke this back to the Intercontinental feud of a couple of months ago, or do we move forward with Seth and Dean? I, I think that's the more interesting story. Well, and also, you know, if you look at this, Seth kind of established that he could beat Ziggler uh, for that IC belt. Uh, here, thanks to a little bit of Drew McIntyre interference, Ziggler goes yeah. over, and neither of us called that. We both had we both had Seth picking it up here, so yeah. this was very surprising that Ziggler won here, and it was a it was particularly surprising because on the SmackDown side, in Miz versus Rey Mysterio, Miz won. Which okay, so the logic here was for me at least was if Miz wins, if anybody else wins, we got Rollins who's the face, right? He's going to be the face. There's no way that Ziggler's going to win and face Rey Mysterio because that's a weird matchup. Um, you, well, both of our brackets were busted at this point. I know like, we, we, we were, were we were both screwed over in the. SmackDown I was side. done. Like I picked Angle and and Orton in the final, and neither of them made it out of the first round. So I flipped the yep. table. I'm done. Yeah. No. So at this one, neither of us got Miz versus Rey Mysterio either. Neither of us got Rollins versus Ziggler uh, because, as you said, both of our stuff had fallen apart by this point. Um, I, I, the thing is, is the Miz and, and Rey Mysterio match also was ended up being pretty good by the end of the match. Yeah. It was still very standard, but again, none of these matches that we've talked about so far are worth watching this whole show just for they yeah. were, but if you were watching the show, they were fine. You know what yeah. I mean? They're all very talented people and they're able to work really well. And from that sense, from that metric. It was good, and if not you were, to mention the million dollars of fireworks that went off every single time one of them had their entrance. That didn't hurt. But the no. thing is, is if you were in that audience and you were looking to watch good wrestling matches, you were getting them. So yeah. there is that. Um, but at the same time, you know, part of the whole point of the show was to show the world that hey, look, we're normal people. We can watch wrestling shows. Ha 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 ha! It's propaganda. You know, so that that was the point of the show, really. Uh, the next match we're going to talk about is AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the WWE title. Joe, of course, stepping in for Daniel Bryan, who refused to go. He and Cena both bowed out. Uh, we're still waiting on reports as to actually why, like the official reasons why. Although I'm, I'm waiting to hear about consequences because I yeah. are there going to be any? What are the repercussions of of them? You know, not going or no showing yeah. in this sense. So. I mean, what what else can they do to Cena? He's been he's been losing to everybody for you know a year or so now. He's out of the company, so he's off doing his movies. He doesn't give a crap. He can go and have no repercussions. Daniel Bryan's the one who has to really worry about yeah. repercussions. Just uh, signed a big old fat new contract in September, so I mean, it's, it's well, there's got to be something. I hope. I, I hope there's not a lot. Like I hope they're not going to suspend his ass for a long time. They're not going to suspend his ass. They'll just have him lose in embarrassing ways. 
You know what I mean? Right. That's 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 what yeah. it's, if we see anything, that's what we'll see. There's there's part of it where he's probably okay with that. I you know, as a as a trade off. Are you kidding me? If you if you were making the money that he's making for that contract that he's coming back for, and yeah. they're like, you're going to lose a lot, and he's like, cool, I don't have to compromise my morals. All right, Th- yeah. no no problem. <laughs> you got it. I'm going to go home and be home with Birdie. See ya. Right. You know what I mean? So that's that, yeah. I don't think that it's a big problem for him at all. It's just going to be a big no. problem for the fans who want to see him win and be a big deal. Uh, if they do decide to be petty about it, because the fans will then be like, what are you doing to Daniel Bryan? So we'll see. Uh, WWE has a history of being petty. We'll see if they do it again here. But yes, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. To be honest, it was the same match we've seen before. It was, yeah. uh, you know, but, but, but which all were good matches, to be clear. And this was another good match. But it's just, it seemed like the same old stuff again. These two can't not have a good match. <laughs> I think you're you know, right. It's, you could put them in, you know, both with light injuries, and they'd still put on a baller match. Um, I'd say the same thing about Rollins and Ziggler. Well, they, I mean, you put the two of them in the ring together, and some people are like chocolate and peanut butter when it comes together, and it's just, it, the matches are just going to be good regardless of the stipulations or circumstances or anything. Joe and AJ are that. So regardless of what we think about this show or anything like that, I mean, those two matches right there were kind of the highlight of the show. And then it just went fucking batshit. Like, I don't know what the hell happened after this. Well, before we get to that, good lord. before we get to that, I'm, I'm going to hold off on the batshit for a second because I do want to say that the one sucky thing about this match was that where we left it before this, it seemed like Joe barely missed out on the championship. Here, when AJ pins him clean one, two, three after a phenomenal forearm, it makes Joe look like a guy who's not championship material. He just can't beat the champ, right? And it takes away from his mystique somewhat. And so I thought that doubling down on Joe going out clean to AJ uh, hurts his aura a little bit. Obviously, in the long run, they could build him back up in a heartbeat and have him be a okay. guy who can get the job done. It's just in the short term, it's kind of like, oh man. So well, look at it, I look at it this way. So yeah, before we get into batshit, crazy land. It's we we've seen Joe push the boulder to the top of the mountain last year and not get over, not be able to push it over. And now we've seen him over on SmackDown Live push the boulder all the way up to the top of the mountain in some great stuff and and not be able to push it over the top. And I'm sitting here going. Ugh. We got to pull a trigger on Joe one time at some point to keep him legit. You'd think, right? But there's a lot of yeah. This is the crazy thing about WWE having so much talent is that at some point there's a lot of guys who you're like, at some point they got to pull the trigger on him, right? At some point they've got to pull the. They don't. They really don't. They've got so much talent that they can just have all of these guys who could main event sit in the mid card. It doesn't hurt them at all. It's just us who sit here and go like, man, it'd be really great to see that guy get an opportunity. Well, yeah, but they've got enough enough guys at the top who are already getting that opportunity, and we know we don't know if a lot of these guys who should will ever get to, and that's kind of well. There's there's other part of me in my conspiracy theorist, you know, tinfoil hat mind that's going. Are we in just in this era of long reigns? Are we trying to kind of reset history and reestablish things with Brock and AJ Styles as the all time leaders? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't I mean, know if I would. You're never going to get to, you're never going to get to, you know, four years <laughs> uh, like Hogan did. But I, it, it's possible that you could get to 440, whatever the hell it is. AJ's right at a year now, too. So it, it, I don't know. It'll, it'll never get to Hogan because the territory system isn't still in effect. But the thing is, that right. I, don't, I don't know if I would call this an era of long reigns, per se. There's just been a couple of long ones uh, relative to all the rest. But then there's a whole bunch of shuffling around. Of a lot of other belts, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, but that being said, speaking of belts, uh, we had the universal title match: Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman to pick up a vacant WWE, sorry, Universal title. Uh, so, Nick, as a uh, <clears throat> as a Braun Strowman fan. Uh, which uh, anybody who has ever seen you can tell that you are because of your massive Braun Strowman-esque beard of doom. Uh, what did you think about Braun and Brock's match here? <laughs> was, it, well, was it a match? Uh, yeah, it's a Brock Lesnar-style match, that's for sure. Uh, I think Bra- right. Braun got a kick in. If I'm if I'm def- remembering it correctly, he, a, a he, defense, he kicked out of the corner. A defensive kick, and, yeah. 
basically it was just Brock F5-ing Brock. I will say <laughs> that him picking up a 400-pound man and hurling him over the top rope off out of the ring, that was an impressive feat of strength. I give Brock credit for that. I mean, one. it was... Regardless of, uh, you know, do I think... Is this the kind of match that services both men well and really puts prestige on the title and make it that much more coveted? No. And 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 putting taking the two guys out of the equation for a second, this is not I want to be having matches like AJ and Joe are having or AJ and Daniel Bryan are having for the esteemed WWE Championship. This universal title is an effing joke now. <laughs> They have, <laughs> they have absolutely, and it now it's main eventing all of the the paper use for the last year. I, I'm, it is a joke. It is an absolute joke. I, the fact that brought this, they did this again with Brock Lesnar. Is it? They have just undone the last six months. So it, for th- you didn't even have, you didn't even have Drew come in and <laughs> and and interfere. You didn't even have any kind of shenanigans. It was just Braun. Oh, no, I'm sorry, you did. You had Baron Corbin hit yeah, him I was with say, the Universal title before but, the bell uh, rang. I was going to say, Nick, but <laughs> I shouldn't have taken your leash off before before describing what happened. You asked. I did. I did. I, I, I did. I, and I'm going to go. I, should, I know. I know. <laughs> I should have said beforehand, this is how the match went. Right before the bell rings, Baron Corbin hits Braun Strowman in the back of the head with the Universal title uh, belt. And then, Why? And then Braun, no Braun Strowman gets F5'd. What three times pin four? Kicks out, hold on, kicks out every time before Brock gets frustrated and hucks him, f fives him out of the ring, and then he gets him back in. Braun gets a tiny, tiny little bit of offense in before he gets f fived again, and he's pinned. So, yes, it was, <laughs> it was un- <laughs> unbelievable. I was like, in the middle of the match, I was like, I can't believe this. Are we? Are you really? We're doing this again. Are we really? Are you kidding me? I thought there was a chance on the outside chance that Braun might have some sort of comeback and make him look really strong. They were like, no, no, no. He'll look strong if he kicks out of four F5s. It's fine. Don't worry about it. He kicks out of four F5s and takes a, a belt to the back of the head. He, he looks strong. Don't worry. Uh, Brock, here is your belt back, sir. After all the time that we spent making the fans hate you, even the ones who liked you because you were badass, we made them hate you because we positioned you as being the guy who never shows up. We made all of this propaganda about how you're a part-timer, and now people have been worked by that to the, to the point that they think that you're lazy and entitled and all this other stuff because we've made them think that. We're going to put it back on you and expect no backlash at all or fans to not want to watch the product anymore because of frustration because we're going back to this. Oh, that seems smart. That seems like the right decision. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I was just sitting on my couch kind of deliriously giggling at the end of this match. Like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> was pretty much my reaction. I, I was certainly not giggling. No, I'll, I'll no say you that. took it a little more seriously. Uh, and, I, and I think this is where I was going with my line of thought there is, is more meta than the match itself. And I, there's part of me that likes the idea of having two different belts, but there's the bigger part of me that is embarrassed that the WWE Championship has been relegated to the essentially the mid card at this point. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't like that. The the prestigious uh, for a long time now. It, it's it, and I know AJ is amazing. I take nothing away from AJ Styles, but that belt has been the middle of uh, the card of every pay per view for as long as I can remember. And this Universal Championship, whatever the hell it was supposed to be when they thought this up. I, it has I mean it was great when it was Finn and Seth in the very beginning and th- those were the guys that the were very very for it. beginning the very very one day beginning yes I have no idea what the actual hell is going on around this belt anymore is this to put Baron Corbin in a feud with Braun Strowman because they better deliver on that uh Monday yeah night. I think it's going to be I mean I think they might even do Braun as being the guy that the authority is targeting now you know now that now that Roman's out Braun he's face again I could see that yeah and, and I wouldn't be mad at that but I'd like him to do it with the title what the hell is Brock Lesnar doing with my effing <laughs> main title again <laughs> 
it just blows would it, my freaking mind. Would it have mind. been different now if, if Brock had the WWE title and AJ had the Universal title and was defending it in the middle of the card, would you have a different opinion? Say that again? If Brock Lesnar had the WWE title on Monday Night Raw and the Universal title were being defended on SmackDown by AJ in the middle of the card, would you have the same issue? I don't think so. So it's it's the prestige of because the universal title to me feels like another U.S. title, intercontinental title, mid card. Well, so it doesn't feel like the WWE. And that might be just your 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 the, the you know your age and the and the history that you have with it. And and I'm just saying that like that's sure that could just be that that perspective. It also could be because the universal title looks like a freaking Hasbro toy belt. It yeah. just looks like crap. Sorry. Um, the, uh, but then there's a lot, you know, we could discuss how it should look uh, all we want. But the bottom line is, is that you're looking at the history attached to the WWE title and saying that's the one that should be the prestigious title. A hundred percent, 150 percent. And yep. I will say this because I, I do play both sides here in my head. Did you hear that place erupt when Brock Lesnar won? Yeah, of course. I'm sitting that's- here going... They they must have thrown a twenty million dollar payday or somebody at somebody to have him be the one that wins because that was going to be the next thing that I said was that whatever you think as a WWE fan and and the more of a WWE like hardcore fan you are the more you don't like Brock right now if you're a casual fan or someone who doesn't even watch WWE that much Brock Lesnar is still a bigger draw. Yeah, he period. looks like a guy. He's their big draw. Yeah. He's their big draw to the to the casual market. People know him. It's like Ronda Rousey. Why is she the champ so quickly? Because she brings eyes to the product. And I hate to say it, but that's why they do it. The problem is, is they, they're going to have to balance their hardcore fans so that they don't alienate them even further with this. You know, I, I've seen people be so mad, like the, the whole, oh, I'm quitting WWE thing. I've seen it for years and years and years. After Roman wins the Rumble, after a bad pay per view, uh, once or twice with Brock having the belt, you know, Brock squashing KO. I'm done. Never, no more WWE. I get it. But here's the thing: is they are they are bringing in more people than they are losing with this stuff. They're still making enough money that they don't give a crap if they lose a person or two who doesn't like Brock having this belt. Because enough people know who Brock is and will watch the product or buy the product because of Brock Lesnar, they feel like they can afford to do this. And their $1 billion deal with NBC kind of proves that. And the other thing I'll throw in here is Brock working from a position of hatred towards uh, from the WWE universe makes him better, arguably more entertaining, and uh, makes Heyman especially even better. So I, well, can, I can get the logic, and, and it's I, gonna, if I try to remove my own emotions and my own wants and needs uh, of all of this out of the picture, I can see the logic to where this works. I, I just, man, I would have catered a little bit more to my hardcore universe with Braun somehow muscling up a comfort behind to really cement him as a good company face with that title, defeating the Beast. And, and then going into a feud with Baron, an authority feud. That, I mean, God, that would have worked so much but, better. But we might, they might be holding off on that story till WrestleMania because if they put Braun in the match with Brock they had Roman in last year and yeah. Braun won, the place would have erupted. Everyone would have gone home happy. You'd have your WrestleMania moment. They weren't going to do that with Roman. And that's why they changed it at the last second. You put Braun in that situation, which they could easily do on the road to WrestleMania, which we're essentially on. Um, you could absolutely have that big WrestleMania moment and it would pay us back for moments like these. So there is that, there is still that thought that in the future, this moment could pay off down the road. And that's just storytelling. It's not good storytelling, but it's storytelling. Yeah. Um, you know, and it is going to be insufferable to see Heyman talk about the same thing over and over again, but keep in mind, not everybody watches every show every week. The people that don't, and they just come in and see an average Paul, you know, the the average Paul Heyman promo that we see all the time, is going to see that perhaps having not seen any of the other ones, and so he's going to do the same thing over and over again, again because it works. So, yeah, there's there's two lines of thought to the whole thing, uh, and I'm interested to see what they do with AJ and Brock at, at Survivor Series. They're already promoting it as being round two because we had this match before and AJ lost when. 
that they was the Survivor Series match last year. AJ oh, was champ oh, right. and, and Brock was champ. Had, they both had the okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. we're having it. So we're having it again. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see what they do with that. But the Brock and Braun match was not the biggest troll moment of the night. Oh no, that was reserved for the finals of the best in the world World Cup tournament. The cur- the tournament to determine who the best in the world is. Uh. And the finals was Miz versus Ziggler, something that neither of us would have ever called because it makes no sense because you've got two heels, two of the heeliest heels facing each other. But uh, I wasn't right- mad. I want to be clear. I wasn't mad at this. I, w- I wasn't mad at the idea that these two Miz could Ziggler? be the, the best in the world in the modern era. I, I wasn't mad at this, the outcome of this, so to speak. But 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 it made no sense, and it was a little bit. I, I thought it was counterintuitive. I was thinking here, going, okay, we're coming into this. If Miz loses, uh, Shane McMahon has threatened to fire him because any SmackDown star who faces a Raw star and loses is fired. Okay, so Miz is going to be going to Monday Night Raw, and I was trying to think of all of the extrapolations and things that could happen. Oh, Miz on Raw, well, that's too bad. But at least he'll be back where his IC title is. Uh, maybe he could form up a, a feud with or, or a stable with Ziggler and and McIntyre. Sure, they could reform the B team. I don't know. All kinds of things were going through my head. I pretty much was convinced at this point that Ziggler was going to win, and then things went cuckoo. Miz uh, took some kind of spill over the rope and landed on a knee wrong yep. and. Sold the hell out of it, and just basically it was a whole thing about. But before the match, Baron Corbin was out with the trophy, and Shane McMahon's music kicks, and he comes out and joins him at ringside to watch the finals, watch the match. And once Miz takes this spill, he can't get back up. He can't go. The ref starts calling for forfeit and telling the ring announcer that Ziggler's going to win by forfeit, right? Because Miz can't go. Shane's not happy about this. Shane keeps is angrily blocking the ring announcer from continuing to make after two or three times finally just says no 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 it goes over to Miz says can you go nope okay I'm gonna go yeah at that point I went (laughs) what was the entire point of this whole thing oh it gets better because here's the thing I thought at this point, okay, so Shane inserts himself into the match. I'm like, okay, so Ziggler goes over Shane. Shane has to fire himself from SmackDown. We have an interesting story there. Ah, that could be, it's dumb, yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. It's dumb, but it's fun. No, no, Shane beats Ziggler in With three one minutes. coast to coast. In one coast to coast. Well, Ziggler had been going all night, Nick. Maybe he beats him with one coast to coast. Shane McMahon for wrestling for three minutes. Is the best in the world, and he celebrated like he'd he'd won a billion dollars. He was, he was like a kid at Christmas. He was running around goofily, like holding up the trophy, like look what I got. Ah! This was such a big troll. And on one hand, I kind of respect it because it's such a big middle finger to everybody. On the other hand, this was so. 2000 WCW Vince Russo just breaking like this finger poke of doom. This was just terrible because it invalidated weeks and weeks and weeks of wrestling that we saw. We watched so many matches because you had invested us. WWE had gotten us invested in this goddamn tournament that we thought was stupid to begin with. Oh, it's a tournament for best in the world. That's a dumb title, but all right will play they make all of these like you got guy you got guys saying this is the most important thing they've ever done in their life kurt angle says this is more important than the olympics this is more important than the the for the titles that i've won this winning this tournament and the winner of this tournament is the boss's son who picks it up in three minutes over a beaten down dude who's just gone through two grueling other matches and then he runs around proclaiming himself the best in the world. I can only think this is like the most elaborate, messed up troll on maybe CM Punk and completely making the, the term best in the world mean nothing. I, 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 I was just so beside myself when this happened. There's that. But my, what I'm almost convinced of is that this was a thumb in the eye to Saudi Arabia. Really? Because I, I, yes, because if you think about it, th- I don't think WWE would have come up with this whole thing in the middle of a pay-per-view. But the I think crowd it's pro- loved it. Hang on. I know, and that's my point. 
I think this is something that Saudi Arabia requested to be part of the show, and this, so they built this whole what? thing for them. And then at the very end, stuck Shane in at the end just to go, ah, just to completely invalidate the whole thing. So I, I, I think it was a troll of, of definitely a troll of sorts, but I think it was more targeted at Saudi Arabia. But, it, if I'm but being no, it, it, this hurts its American fans or the people who've been watching it much more than it tar- that hurts people I, who were at I, that I, show. I, I no, but Saudi Arabia night. paid for it. And now it's just completely irrelevant and stupid because it means nothing. When, it, I mean, when you had Miz and Ziggler, you could make arguments that those two are the best guys in the world in the modern era. There, there, you could make those arguments. But Shane in three minutes with one coast to coast completely undoes the entire thing that you just went down. I don't think you could make a, a case for Miz or Ziggler being the best in the world. I think you could make a case for them as heels proclaiming that they were, and that would be entertaining. But this is, I mean, oh my god! Uh, this this was the point of the show where I I just threw things. <laughs> I was just throw like yeah, I was, I was done uh, back to know, back. If I wasn't done after the Braun Brock match, I was done. The, uh, just after back this. to back madness. Come on, and, you know. And part of me also says, is this just classic McMahon egotism? Well, the best in the world must be a McMahon. Gotta have it. I mean, or or it's just a big rib. I don't know, but the fact of the matter is, is I watched a lot of TV to figure out who the best in the world was going to be, and at the end, you put a big old finger up in my face, and that pisses me off. That really yep. ir- it irritates me immensely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got my money now. Way to go, WWE. So this, this was the point in the show I was irritated, and it wasn't going to get any better there, from there because then we had a nice 40-minute Brothers of Destruction and DX match to sit through. The thing that we've been groaning about the last few weeks that we knew was going to suck. And guess what? It sucked. It was boring, and it was just a bunch of guys who shouldn't be lumbering around the ring, lumbering around the ring. Triple H doing a move that he shouldn't have been doing and injuring himself doing it, going over, doing a turnbuckle spot, going over the turnbuckle to the outside and ripping his, his roided up peck on the way to the floor. Uh, and then, but but to his credit, working the rest of the match with it, and and actually being able to do some pretty incredible stuff. I mean, we you know the guy's been put in a wall of Jericho with a torn quad, and uh, took some moves when he when he tore his uh, uh, bicep before. Was his what was the other big injury that he had? It was a bicep, yeah. Um, so you know, kudos to him for finishing out the match because it happened fairly early in in a very very long laborious match. Uh, but that being said, yeah, this was, I, I don't know about you, Nick, but except for the injury, this was exactly what I expected. Yeah. Th- this whole thing was kind of exactly what I expected. And it only validated my predictions of shit show train wreck plane crash that I pontificated about earlier last week. So I'm, I won't bore you guys with repeating any of that, but it's exactly forget the scores of the matches. This is exactly what we thought it would be. It was just terrible. It was a shit show. I, well, I didn't like anything about this this pay per view. Period. Hard stop. However, oh, uh, yeah, no, nope, I'm wrong. Fireworks. <laughs> Things we got up. to see Pyro again. Yeah, Kane had Pyro. Kane had Pyro. That was that's always nice. Undertaker um, had like 27 flame fountains uh, across the the, uh, the stage. Here's the thing: that crowd was rabid for this match. They loved it. And that was the point. It's not for us, Nick, yeah. you and me, guys who are going to look at this and are jaded and are like, oh, God, not again. These guys can't work. This is for people in that stadium and for people who like the people in that stadium who are going to see this match and be like, this is so cool. I never thought I'd see this match, you know, or they're too young to remember the original matches, the original whatever. It's for them. And they that, that's fair. loved it. They loved this match. So we can't really... I have to step back and go, you know what? This match just wasn't for me. It was it was there. It happened. But it was put on not for me. And they sold this whole show on this match. So, of course, it should be 40 minutes because it's the main freaking event. So all of my issues with it go out the window when I look at who this match was actually for. It's funny when you started going down that line of thinking because I almost started having the same the same thoughts. If I take my own personal feelings out of this as someone who watches has watched WWE every week, all week, for the last I don't know how many years of my life, it ha- it, it means nothing to me, but it means everything to them. Exactly. And as much as we shit all over Saudi Arabia, there was a, and their, their 
the government systems, Spe- their government, specifically the government, the, and then the the religious nature of the government. There the, were enough oppressive camera sh- nature. Sure, there were enough camera shots of cutaways to the audience of kids cheering, thumbing down, and participating in the show, being part of the universe. Uh, there were some even of of women laughing and having a good time. That I I really have to sit back and go, are are we too hard on it? Do yeah. we do we have to care this much, or are we just happy that other people around the world that traditionally don't get to see our beloved product enjoying it, and regardless be, of what the outcomes are? To be clear, sending that image to us was one of the points of the show. It's a, it was sure. definitely a propaganda tool for us to look at this and be like, look, they're happy with the show too. That's absolutely true. It's like it, that is a propaganda angle, but. They weren't forcing these people to be happy. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? These people actually were they, having fun. They didn't fun. force the royal family to sit there with their backs turned uh, the entire four hour. Right, thing, exactly. You know? Like the people's the audience reaction was the audience's reaction. And if they're yeah. enjoying it, they're enjoying it. And they enjoyed this. The the only thing that irritated me, and you called this correctly, uh, and I'm sorry that this was in your brain that this was gonna happen, but I, I didn't. I thought that Undertaker and Kane would get theirs back. But apparently he can rip a peck, lose an arm, and Triple H can still shovel with one arm. Triple H and DX goes over. Super kick pedigree combo to Kane to win this match. By the way, the ugliest pedigree ever because he couldn't move his freaking arm, and Kane looked like well, a we, joke. We did both agree it was going to be Kane or Shawn Michaels. Taking the pin. Being Kane. Yeah, of course. There's no so, way Taker or Triple H are eating this pin here. No yeah. way. No way. Uh, but this, it was, yeah, this was ugly. It was an ugly match. Shawn Michaels had one, I think, moonsault that looked like just, I was like, oh, God, he's going he's gonna to explode into a, a cloud of dust <laughs> <laughs> when he hits the canvas. No, don't do it. Uh, he, looked, he looked fine, but it was, he, he was the best looking out of all of them, which is good because he had to work double time to make up for Triple H not really being able to do a whole lot. So, yeah. Uh, well, Nick, it's it's over. We tied on this one, six six or five five. Excuse me, if you if you pull out the the new day bar match. Um, yeah. So yeah, we 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 tied on the pickums on this. Uh, of course, it was a wash. No one wins. Even you and me, no one wins. This was this show as bad as we because we were talking about this before. Like that, we were like, I really hope this show is good, but I'm worried it's going to be really terrible. Was it as bad as we we feared it was going to be? So the point I want to make is is that we yes we tied uh five five if we don't count the the, the tag, tag match. match there were like fifteen matches and we all, one of us only got five of them maybe six of them right depending on technical well everything that fell apart say a lot everything about fell the apart the whole second half of the show everything fell apart with the tournament let's be clear yeah. we I actually did pretty well with the tournament until things went completely wonky and no one. No one. If you tell me that you picked who was winning the tournament for the like the World Cup tournament here, you're a liar. You're a dirty liar. Nobody picked Shane McMahon to win the tournament to be the best. To be in the, the world. best in the world. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody picked it. Not even people in WWE picked it. Nobody picked this crap. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know. This was this was terrible. This show was was god awful. It was one of the hardest times I've had sitting through a WWE show this year. Uh, I was so mad afterwards because I had so much to do yesterday, and I was trying to get a lot of it done while I was watching the show. And it's just, oh, uh, I can't wait to move on. Hopefully, Survivor Series will cleanse the palate a little bit. Um, I have high hopes for Survivor Series. I usually do. It's usually the kind of WrestleMania of the end of the year kind of thing, even though it's not WrestleMania. It's it's got some unique, interesting stipulations that are not shared across any other show. Yeah. And and I, I think the Survivor Series matches in particular are a lot of fun, and the build to those over the next three weeks should be a lot of fun as well. Um, if last year was any indication with the invasions and things like that, I, I'm excited. I love November. I love Survivor Series, so I'm excited to see what they do, especially coming out of this train wreck yeah. of a thing. I, was, I will say this: to, to last kind of thing, we got keys to the new house and studio. You did, you and your on, girl th- on on Thursday. Yes, uh, we spent the entire day yesterday, Friday. Uh, Mover internet showed up at 8 a.m. Movers showed up at noon. De- furniture deliveries three times throughout the day. All of that stuff. We finally stopped about 10 o'clock last night after getting up at 6 a.m. and not going to bed till 2 a.m. the night before. Just I'm, I'm prefacing all of this for a reason. 
the the last two days have been absolute hell, and this <laughs> this is the first thing I did. Uh, I spent an hour and a half digging through boxes to find cables to be able to hook the TV up to the Apple TV to be able to get to the WWE network and sit down and watch this three and a half hour fucking train wreck. <laughs> and I th- this was the first thing I did in my new house. Well, think and about I'm, it this way. I am bitter i'm bitter about uh, it if you couldn't tell think about it this way man it's only uphill from here it's only gonna, <laughs> you can only watch better stuff from here at least there's that yeah i was so burned out yesterday after watching this i couldn't even watch new japan power struggle last night i'm gonna have to pick that up later because i was just like i can't i can't watch any more wrestling today. speaking like, of I'm, palate cleanse i'm, I'm looking forward to watching some of that tonight so <laughs> oh my god I, I, We're going to kick that, that crown rule demon right out of you. You have exercised the demon. This house. It's getting right out of my house. This house is clean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, no. Okay. So, one last thing. One last thing I got to okay. ask before before we move on, before we close out the show and head on up the wild blue yonder here. Is this going to happen again? Do you think WWE is going to is gonna go forward with this Saudi Arabian deal and we're going to see two shows a year in twice a year for nine more years? You think? Well, should we, uh, they signed on the dotted line for half a billion dollars? Should we, so. should we pay attention to this next time? I mean, like, obviously, you and I are going to have to. I'm talking about like the average fan. Should the average fan in the U.S. or in the Australia or in the U.K. or or in Europe or in Saudi Arabia or anywhere, anywhere? Because if you're in Saudi Arabia and you watch the show and you're a WWE fan, and you realize that this show does not advance the the storylines. Um, obviously, everyone's going to have different perspectives on it but is it worth watching if it's essentially a glorified house show and it doesn't really advance the storylines beyond just the entertainment value and as you said the spectacle with the fireworks is it worth watching especially in the in, and one more thing especially in the case of <laughs> i'm adding caveats especially in okay. the case of this particular thing where, where the issue is that they are essentially giving they're they're taking money from a, an oppressive regime that has some human rights issues. Before we go down that path, let's let's leave that caveat off to the side for a second. Okay, uh, I think you ask a in- really interesting question. So, if we answer that question based in the U.S., we don't typically follow WWE live house shows, even main event things that are happening throughout the week outside of the main roster shows NXT and 205. There are other act- there's NXT house shows that are going on that we've both attended in the past. There's all kinds of other activities throughout the week that we don't follow that are would be considered quote I'm doing air quotes house shows. I I, I don't know, but we have the benefit of getting roughly 10 hours 10 hours a week <laughs> of programming every single month to completely saturate our palates with enough WWE wrestling. I cannot say the same uh, about other countries outside of the U.S. that have that have a maybe a minimal amount of access to some of this stuff. It'd be different if they were also multicasting Raw and SmackDown to the network, which I still believe is inevitable that they're going to do at some point um, if it's not going to come through Fox and NBC, but that's a whole other conversation. If they were had the same level of access to these this ten hours a week of programming that we do, it might be a little bit different. But I think this was definitely before we get into the oppressive regime side of this. <laughs> this was definitely a special event for uh, the 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 general population of Riyadh. That place was slam packed. Mm full of people that legitimately wanted to be there to see an event. And they made comments about how the Russian circus was there the month prior. So they definitely are getting into some entertainment side of the world. And and I got to say, if I'm from there, I'm really stoked that they're, they're coming. I don't think you would be. I think they'd kind of have the same attitude about it uh, as we do if they, were get, if they had the level of access to the immense amount of programming that we do here in the U.S. Well, and 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 I'm, we don't want to get political here because we could go off about you know the whole idea of the Saudi Arabia 2030 plan where they're trying to globalize, they're trying to get their tourism up and trying to make themselves look like a country people want to visit, which was the whole point of this and the Russian circus and all the rest of it and making their population, right. allowing them to go to all these entertainment things, having Disney's show Black Panther in their country, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because that contrasts with the fact that someone criticizes them and they chop them up. So, you know what I mean? Like that's the, you can't have it both ways. Do you, what do you mean? You didn't like black Panther? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, I've heard that happen in the states, but uh, but no. So th- this is this is the thing. They made a whole South Park episode about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, so th- this is the thing is that you know in the future WWE is going to have to be really careful about taking Saudi Arabia's money or or and or Saudi Arabia really needs to get its its ish together. <laughs> And just really stick to its guns. If it wants to get progressive, yeah. get progressive St- and, and stop killing people. It ain't hard. And, and uh, stop murdering. Stop folks. murder folks. <laughs> that's all you got to do. Uh, no, it's not all you have to do. I mean, I, you know, the fact that you can't have Finn Balor on the show because he's got the, the, the rainbow Balor club symbol. The fact that you can't have any women on the show because that's, still, that's all. It makes it a joke. And the WWE should yeah. not go back here. If it happens again, obviously you and I will have to cover it. Because that's what we do. That's what the show is. But as far as the average viewer out there, I would say, you know what? No, you don't have to watch the damn show if they go back here. That would be that would be my takeaway from this is this proved to me that for the average viewer of WWE, you don't have to watch Crown Jewel. You can if you want to hear us recap it, if you want to pick it up online, like the the what what happened there. Fine. You don't have to watch this show. You really don't. You know what I mean? I'd be curious to see what the ratings numbers for the network viewership uh, live and within the first 48 hours looks like. Pro- I think they'll probably talk about that on the quarterly call, but I maybe. Well, that I, won't I would be curious to see if it was way down uh, versus you know one of their other more traditional pay-per-views. Well, so we do our regular show on Thursdays. We will be, we will be, we will be back for that, if I can get my mouth to work. Uh, but I will try to get those results for that if they're released by then. Uh, if not, within the next couple of weeks, whenever they release those results, I'll try and get those for our regular show. Come on back on Thursday. We, we, we will be discussing the fallout from whatever fallout there is. Boy, was there some fallout. <laughs> the nuclear apocalypse from right. Crown Jewel. Uh, we will also be talking about the beginning of the very fast Road to Survivor Series two weeks away, uh, where superstars from both brands go head-to-head direct competition. And uh, TakeOver is also on the way as well from NXT. War Games! That's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. And then uh, we also talked 205 Live. New Japan Power Struggle obviously just happened. I'll be talking about that. Ring of Honor, plenty more. Come back and check us out on that show yes but as i said at the top of the show don't forget to head over to facebook and join the busted wide open discussion group with all of the other b-dubbers right here on the show uh you can follow us on in- uh, instagram i almost said instagram you can follow us on twitter <laughs> we don't really ha- we don't quite have instagram yet i are but one person i cannot run all the socials uh i follow us on twitter at bwo podcast uh hit us up on youtube subscribe over there youtube.com slash c slash busted wide open be sure to hit that little notification bell to make sure you're alerted anytime we put up new videos or very very soon go back live again and last but certainly not least if you want to support this show head over to patreon.com slash bwo sign up for one of our kick-ass tiers that we have over there to get show notes submit your listener questions bonus episodes and more Ian, oh, man, I can't wait to go live again, man. That was always so much fun. Oh yeah, we're close. We're guys. close. <laughs> I got a desk. I got a desk on the way. We're probably two weeks out. We got some technical things to work out, but we're really, really, really close You're, to going I back. Just, I'm, I'm imagining you in a cardboard box in an alleyway with like a, a glowing laptop in front of you. It's like yeah. I got this. I, I'm going to make it work. Uh, yeah, <laughs> stealing Wi-Fi from somebody's <laughs> from the Starbucks, hotel room or something. The Starbucks around right. the corner. Yeah, man. Uh, also, guys, if you like horror movies, uh, I've just done a four-part horror movie podcast for the month of October where I watched 31 horror movies for the 31 days of October. It's called Horror Palooza. It's also right here in the Orbital Jigsaw Network as well as on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, all the other podcast places you can find podcasts. Go check it out if you like horror movies. It was a lot of fun to do. My eyes are falling out of my head. My brains are leaking out of my ears. I've been watching nothing but wrestling and horror for the last month. <laughs> your IQ has dropped about 10 points I, probably. I am uh, yeah ex- you're not kidding I know, yeah, I know. Jenny <laughs> Je- Jenny is it time to end the show Jenny yes it is my name is Nick Howell you can find me on Twitter at data center dude and I am Sir Ian Dangerous you can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous but by God would somebody never show Crown Jewel again this show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.